So we are continuing on with our lecture. Uh, we are going to start diving into the drugs. So this is kind of part two of the lecture. First category that we're going to discuss are sulfonamides. Okay. Please pay attention to the way it is spelled. Okay. And this prefix sulf or sulfo or sulfa, that is going to be, that is going to be kind of your key here. As we go on, you know, now that we're talking about the specific drugs themselves, let's let's just kind of touch on this real quick. Prefixes and suffixes. Just like in medical terminology, those of you that have already taken AHS 102, you know that a suffix, the end of a word can change everything, okay? As you learn your drugs, pay attention to either the beginning of the word or the end of the word and that can kind of help you rope all of it together and classify it so for example with sulfonamides you'll notice that it says also known as sulfa drugs a lot of the generic names start with sulfa okay we're going to concentrate on just a couple of the drugs in this particular um in this particular category um, it is effective against a broad range of microorganisms Sulfonamides have been around for a long time. They're very effective antibiotics. The issue is a lot of folks are allergic to them. Not as many people are allergic to these drugs as they are, say, penicillins. Um, but still, you get a wide range of folks who are allergic to it. And, you know, drug allergies work in a funny way. I'll give you a great example. My dad um, took sulfonamides for years. Um, and then all of a sudden in his 60s, um, he took it one day and he had a really bad allergic reaction to it. So one's body can change over time as well. And, um, you know, especially with these antibiotics, you just never know what's coming. So let's take a look at a couple of different drugs here. There's there's a couple that I'm going to absolutely focus on. Um, I'm going to see if I can get this highlighter off. Stop highlighting. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at the first one. This is one that's very common, sulfa, so you got to kind of take a step back and learn how to say it, sulfamethoxazole trimethoprim. Common brand names here are Septra or Bactrim, and we normally do the DS, you'll see the DS in here, which means double strength, okay, and the double strength, um, the double strength is is the most commonly prescribed, especially for adults, um, the most commonly uh, prescribed medication. And really, this is the big one as far as the sulfa drugs are concerned. This is the one that you're going to do the majority of. We do um, we do have Bactrim suspension for kids, um, so you, you may see that as well. Again, it's been around a long time. It's an effective drug, so it's not going anywhere anytime soon. The second drug uh, that I wanted to point out was a drug called nitrofurantoin, um, the brand name Macrobid. I would ignore the Macrodantin. I'm really only focused on Macrobid. So nitrofurantoin, you're, you're going to see this um, in, in clinic and where you work. And I would say 95% of the time, if not more, you are simply dispensing this because of a UTI, a urinary tract infection. Um, this is a, this is the the most commonly prescribed medication for that. UTIs are very common, um, so it's something that you're going to see a lot of. Notice that it is classified as a sulfonamide, even though it doesn't have that sulfa piece to the word. 
Um, so you're going to see a lot of this particular medication. Some patients who cannot tolerate the sulfamethoxazole trimethoprim, they will be prescribed macrobid or nitrofurantoin, but not usually. Usually the doctor will go into a different direction um, if they can't tolerate um, the Bactrim or the Septra, um, which by the way, uh, that was part of your pre-quiz. So yes, Bactrim and Septra are the same drug. Um, again, nitrofurantoin, really you're only going to see it. If, if it's a UTI that comes up. So I like to put a couple of different pictures. This is something that you're going to see out there, kind of some of the different looks. Okay. We already talked about that. Um, this is a rash. This is a sulfa-related rash that can occur. And of course, you know, a patient has to be really careful. Um, they don't want to go into anaphylactic shock. They don't want this spreading all over their body, so they have to be careful about that. So they need to pay close attention to that. Slide 17 is going to give you plenty of the different therapeutic uses of sulfonamides. We've already talked about UTIs being part of it. Otitis media, which is um, literally, it means middle ear infection, but ear infection. Ulcerative colitis, so we're talking about uh, gastrointestinal issues, um, lower respiratory infections, prevention of pneumonia. There's a lot of different things there. You can take a look at the side effects of sulfonamides as well. So, I think this is a good time to kind of stop, hit hit the pause button for a second and, and say, what is it, you know, what clay are you expecting from me as far as knowing these drugs? So I'm going to tell you what drugs I'm looking for you to learn. Um, my expectations are as follows, um, at least in the antibiotic chapter, chapter four. I want you to know the brand name. I want you to know the generic name. I want you to know the category that it's related to. And then I want you to know generalizations about that particular category. Okay. You know, the cat, if you know the, the, the indications uh, from a category standpoint, um, for example, going back to this therapeutic uses of sulfonamides, you know, these about sulfonamides, then you know that that's applicable to all the sulfonamide dr drugs. Okay. So brand name, generic, um, indications of the class and the class that it belongs to. Those are really my expectations as far as these are concerned. Like a lot of antibiotics, and this was on your pre-quiz as well, which was, this is true, a lot of antibiotics make you what we call photosensitive, and that means extra sensitive to the sun, okay? Um, patients want to make sure, I, I used to tell patients this all the time, I'd say drink plenty of water, but you know, sometimes that just doesn't, that doesn't go through the brain. You have to absolutely stress, no, you need to drink a lot of water. Water, water, water. If uh, When a patient is sick, if they continue to um, increase their water intake or, or keep their water intake at a high level, um, it will help them recover quicker. Okay. All right. So let's jump to the next category. The next category is penicillins. So first of all, penicillin been around for almost 100 years. It's been around for a long time. One of the world's first antibiotics. Um, it, there's low toxicity involved, which means it's a very safe antibiotic. The, the main problem, and I'm sure all of you are aware of this, the main problem is that so many people are allergic to it. That's the problem with penicillin. Um, my guess is if you are not allergic to penicillin, probably someone in your family, someone, a friend, someone, you know, is allergic to it. Um, it's that widespread. Um, I found, I found this old, um, picture, um, 
kind of doing a Google search and I thought it was kind of interesting. This is from way back in the day. Um, so uh, you can take that for what it's worth. Um, here's a couple of different examples. Of course, penicillin in an um, intravenous form. You're going to find that in the hospital. You're also going to find it in tablet form as well. What is interesting about penicillins is that there's penicillin, the drug, and then there's penicillin, the drug category. So you need to make sure to um, be able to separate the two. So, of course, I want you to be uh, familiar with penicillin. Um, you're going to you're probably going to see penicillin V the most, um, whether it's in tablet form or whether it's in a reconstitutable form. Um, the, the brand name is called VTIDS. That's at the very bottom there. So penicillin V is probably the one you're going to see the most. If you're in a hospital setting, penicillin G is the more common one. Um, amoxicillin, very common penicillin drug, um, very well tolerated. Some people can take this and not take regular penicillin. Um, it just kind of depends. So that's amoxicillin, penicillin G, penicillin V, and then the last one, augmentin. Um, which is a combination of amoxicillin and clavulinate, um, very common antibiotic. Um, my guess is even some of you that are listening to this have taken it. These are a couple of the brand name labels to kind of give you an idea of what they look like. The one on the left is a reconstitutable. The one on the right is a tablet form of Augmentin. There are four major uh, therapeutic uses that, that I wanted to focus on as far as penicillins are concerned. Abscesses, meningitis, otitis media, and pneumonia. But these are also, there's going to be some more here. Um, I said four. I knew there was another slide, so pardon me. Uh, it's more like eight. Respiratory infections, strep throat, tooth and gum infections. This is, this is an interesting one here. Almost all dental procedures um, if the patient is not allergic to penicillins, they are going to actually get penicillin prior to the procedure and after the procedure. Also, penicillins, as with that picture I showed a few slides ago, um, the penicillins are also used for sexually transmitted diseases as well. There are some major side effects with penicillins, including diarrhea. And as we talked about, a large population of the world, a large portion of the world's population is actually allergic to penicillins, 7 to 10% of the overall population. The patient wants to make sure to take this on an empty stomach. Um, the problem with penicillins is that, and I kind of highlighted that acids and fruit juices or colas could deactivate the drug. Remember, this is not necessarily going to be on your test. This is more of an FYI. Get to know about it, okay? So we have talked about sulfonamides and we have talked about penicillins, okay? And we will break up this um, lecture to move on to another one.